Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Sarah Has Things to Say podcast. I'm your host, Sarah McCallion. If you're joining me today, it probably means you're excited and a little curious about who I am and what I have to say. So thank you. I'm probably going to start most of my podcast by just saying that when talking about mental health issues, it can be very sensitive. So I'm aware of that. So some of these podcasts may be a little bit triggering, but I hope that for anybody listening, if you've ever experienced some of the things that I've experienced or are currently going through them right now, you might feel less alone. And it might give you some hope that what you're going through is something that other people are also experiencing and hopefully it does offer you some support during that time. So I'm going to get right into the heart of it and give you guys a little bit of a background about me. So I grew up in Toronto. Both my parents grew up in Toronto. They're both European. My dad's English. My mom's Italian. And um, in growing up, in my life and in my younger years, the household was a little bit chaotic. What I witnessed a lot was my dad working. He worked nights, he worked days. In my opinion, he was always working. So what I started to see at a very young age was just how important the dynamic of a family was and how important the aspect of money is. And when I would experience or hear about conflict around money between my parents or you know things that were going on, it really started to instill a value system in me that if we have money, we won't be stressed. If there's money, we won't be fighting. And I was always kind of sensitive. I was a sensitive kid. I was very intuitive and I would always think about things really deeply. So maybe people would say something that, you know, other people might be able to just roll off their shoulders. But for me, I would sit with things for quite a while. Like if somebody made a comment about something, it would stick in my head and I would think about it for maybe days later. And that was true in terms of the concept of money. So I always had this idea that in my family or in my life, the only way to make it in the world was to have some kind of financial support. And so at a very young age, as little as 11, I started being somebody who would keep a journal, keep a little diary on my allowance and think about, oh, like what can I buy with this amount of money and how much do I need to buy this thing that I want? And it was primarily because I didn't want to place a burden on my parents. I could see how much they were struggling. And I, in my mind thought, okay, if I can make my own money and get the things that I want, then everyone else will be okay and there'll be less fighting. And so I placed a lot of uh, responsibility on me to make those things happen for myself. And as young as 12, I actually got a babysitting job and into 13 and 14. And so while I was in high school and while I was in university, I pretty much worked the entire time. So from the age of 12, starting to have a part-time job, still being in school, and then moving into high school, getting jobs like McDonald's, working in retail, you know, all those things that some people might experience. And if you've worked in retail and any of those kinds of jobs, you know how fun it can be at times. So what I started to see is just that that adrenaline and that dopamine that comes from making money and that, that hit that you get when you're like, oh, I have money, I can buy the things that I want. And when I realized that I didn't have to ask my parents for things, I could pay for the things that I wanted to pay for. I could look at things that I wanted to buy and be like, oh, if I just save up this amount of money, I'll get that in a couple weeks from now. And it really shaped my whole identity as a person at that time. And so I recognized that during high school, I would, you know, go to school, go to my job and the whole, every day it was the same sort of routine, like go to school, study, go to my job. When I was in high school, I really struggled with school. I had a really hard time paying attention. So when I decided what I wanted to do with my life, which I really didn't know firmly, but when I had made the decision that I either wanted to get into architecture or nursing, I really doubled down on my studies. I went to summer school and redid most of my classes. I did night school and redid most of my classes. So between the ages of 14 and 18, my life was predominantly on a hamster wheel. I was going to school, studying, working, trying to go to summer school, trying to go to night school, trying to get all my grades up so that I was able to get accepted to university. And 
Um, when I did, when I finally got those two acceptances, I ended up choosing nursing and getting into nursing is a whole thing of its own. And I'm definitely going to share a podcast on that because it's, it's so incredible. It's such an incredible career, but we're going to touch upon that a little bit today. So as you can kind of get a sense from now, it's that you could see that from a very young age, I was driven by money. I was able to work. I was able to manage the stress of school and work and I didn't really break. So I just kept going and kept doing it. I had a lot of stressors and I just thought that that was a normal part of life. I thought that my chaos was normal. I thought that what was going on in my home was normal. I had no idea that the way that I was living was driving myself into a a mental health crisis. I had absolutely no clue, but I kept going and, you know, lo and behold, I did make it as far as I did, but there is, there did come a point and that was when I had my first son where everything kind of came to a head. But before I go into that, I'll still go back a little bit and just explain kind of how my mind started working. So when I was in high school and elementary school and I started to see people around me buying things, they were buying nice things. I just thought like, oh, that's so cool. I want to have a Louis Vuitton bag. I want to have a Gucci bag. I want to be able to afford that. And so when I got into nursing school and started doing nursing and became a nurse, I was 21. I was very young. And I remember saying that, the very first paycheck that I get, I'm going to go to Louis Vuitton in Yorkville, make an appointment and buy that bag. And I'm going to feel so good after. And uh, lo and behold, it was summer 2012. And I went to that store. I bought my bag. I went home that night and was like, wait, I don't feel better. I don't feel the way that I thought I was supposed to feel for the last six or seven years. All I was imagining was this time in my life where I'd be able to afford these things. And I thought, Oh, I'm going to feel great once I get there. I'm going to feel complete once I'm able to buy the things that I want to buy. Well, surely enough, I figured out that that's not what buys happiness. And um, for some people, they might not get this. For some people, a lot of people love materialisms. And I mean, I do too, but I realize that it doesn't feed my soul and it doesn't make my soul happy or, you know, joyful. And I know for me, I can see the value of money. I know how important it is and economically to have an income and to have savings and to have future plans on how we're going to organize our money. But in the interim and in the acute and in the short term, those materialistic things that I thought when I got them, I was going to be complete made me realize that there's nothing outside of me and outside of my body that's going to make me feel complete other than what's inside of me. And that job and that work comes from me and it doesn't come from anything I'm going to be able to buy. I also thought that, you know, once I have money, once I'm making my own money, all my problems will disappear. I won't be stressed. I'll be happy. I won't feel depressed. I won't feel like I'm on this hamster wheel anymore. And again, when I started working as a nurse, it shocked me again to learn that, oh, those things don't solve my problems. I have a lot of work to do inside of me. And that's what's going to need to be the building blocks for my own happiness. And it didn't happen right away. I learned right away that money doesn't buy me happiness, but I didn't learn the lesson right away. I felt it right away, but I still forced these ideologies and these check boxes. So into my nursing career, wanting to buy a house, thinking that if I find a partner and have children or, you know, do all these things that society expects women to do. I was like, oh, if I check those boxes, I'll have that completeness in my life. I'll feel good. My life will be great and I'll be happy and everything's perfect. And over time, realizing that getting the house, buying my first house, you know, having a partner, having the kids, like I'll have a whole episode on what momming is like, what parenting is like, what single parenting is like. But in this episode in particular, what I realized is that 
if you're somebody who is trying to check these boxes in your life in hopes to be fulfilled or to experience joy, you're going about it the wrong way. And I wish I learned those lessons sooner, but I didn't. And I, I don't regret the experiences that I had that led me to the life that I'm at right now and the, the position I'm in right now. But I also identify that so much of why I believed what I believed is because of my previous discussion around my upbringing and just seeing how heavily we place this emphasis on money and it being the center of our family is the center of our universe. And when money's down, no one's happy. Everyone's stressed and everyone's in chaos and everybody's fighting. So what you can probably guess is that when I started working and like I mentioned, seeing my dad work two jobs, seeing my mom stressed at home. She was a stay at home mom taking care of the kids. Um, she ran a home daycare, but like I was saying, that was chaotic too. But for the most part, she was around with us. She had a lot of stressors. As soon as I got into my nursing career, I never had just one nursing job. I worked days, I worked nights, I had a full-time job, I had a casual job, and I always just thought I needed these backup mechanisms in place. Like if something goes wrong in my full-time job, I'll have the casual job to back up on. If anything goes wrong with the casual job, at least I still have my full-time job. So throughout the first seven years of my nursing career, I was always working. I was the manager's favorite employee. I would pick up all the overtime shifts. I would work sometimes like 13, 14 days in a row and I wouldn't even have a break. And then that one day off, I had absolutely no idea what to do with myself. I would sleep, but I wouldn't feel fulfilled. So I built my whole identity around my career. I, I built my whole identity around being a nurse. And for anybody who specifically is a nurse or has been a nurse or has ever worked in mental health. My career is predominantly in mental health from the moment I started nursing. It was mental health and um, to the end, it's been mental health. So if you've ever worked in those environments, you know how stressful they are, but you know that the kind of people that show up into those jobs are very caring, very patient, very compassionate, and come with a sense of empathy that I don't know, I've never met in any other nursing profession. I know a lot of you probably feel like you've been to hospitals where you've had really bad experiences with nurses, but the nurses that I've met in my career have become my friends. They are the most amazing people. And I see the way that so many of them and myself and speaking about myself is like we put our own needs aside to care for people. And when you build an identity around helping other people and being someone's support person, you forget about yourself. And that's why when you're off work, when you have that one day off, you're like, what am I doing? Who am I? What do I do with myself? And the whole concept of self-love and self-care, it's completely out the window. So you're going to work and showing up as your best self. And then when you get home, you're the absolute worst version of yourself. You feel depressed. You feel anxious. And I did that up until, again, I had my first son. And when I had my first son, it was the first time I was ever off work in my entire career. So I went on mat leave. I had this new baby who I loved so much. He was this, oh my gosh, this joy. It's actually his birthday today as I'm filming this podcast. So I'm just, it's just, it's one of those things where you have your first child and you love that baby so dearly. It's an, it's an unconditional love that I had never experienced before personally, but my life was in shambles. I had no idea what I was doing as a mom. I felt like I was failing. The moment I woke up, I'm like, what am I doing? How do I care for this baby? And then I had lost my entire identity, my entire identity as a nurse. I was like, I'm not nursing anymore. Who am I? Who am I? If I'm not a nurse, I would just go into these spirals of freaking out about who I am and what I'm doing. And even though I thought for so long who I was and what I was doing was good or it was helpful I didn't have a good sense of who I am what I was doing was good and it was helpful and I got a lot of great compliments from patients saying how helpful I was and you know I'm a great nurse but that didn't 
transfer into my life as a mom and then being home alone and not going to work. The routine of being on mat leave and being a mom, for those of you that are doing it right now, you know that it's it's very challenging. You don't even know what your day is going to look like when you wake up. So I guess you can probably see that for the majority of my 20s, I was definitely a workaholic. I definitely had lots of struggles in terms of how to identify with who I was, who Sarah is outside of nursing, who Sarah is outside of a mental health professional. And in my future podcast, I'm going to talk about that because obviously, as you now know, when I had my first son, my life changed dramatically and who I am now is not even a fraction. I feel of who I was before my son. I'm 33 now, almost 33. I'm 32 now. And I was 27 when I had my first son. So basically from the age of 20 to 27, I was one person. And then after I had my son, it was like a new woman blossomed. And the journey that I'm on is what I'm hoping to share with you guys and the excitement that I have to, to let you guys know a little bit more about me and my life. But how I got there was not linear at all. It was a wild ride to leading to my first child. And although, like I was saying, I don't regret any of the decisions I made. I don't regret being a workaholic because it led me to learn the value of money. It led me to working really hard. It led me to buying my first home, which then turned into a second home. You know, like I was able to create lots of investments because of the work that I did and the hard work. And I think that most people need to learn how to work hard and they need to have that discipline waking up at 6 a.m., working out, going to the gym or, you know, having that job because it drives and it fuels our motivation and our success. And although my identity as a nurse and in that career kind of traumatized me after because working in mental health is very hard work. And when you are a mental health professional and you're seeing people who are very, very sick, you get and you take home a lot of secondary trauma from the things that they're experiencing. And so I'm going to bring on a lot of people um, that I've worked with and some friends who have also worked with me in mental health to talk a little bit more about what that's like in the trenches of mental health. But for today, I guess primarily what I want to say and what I want people to understand from me is that Although for some people having materialisms and having those things in their lives that make them happy for me, my purpose and my drive learning later that it wasn't around money and it was around building, building experiences, building time, making money so that my money can work for me, making money so that I can create time to be with the people that I love. I never received the same joy that I got from buying a bag that I received from spending three or four hours with my kids doing something incredibly enjoyable and maybe that's even just going to the park I the dopamine hit changed and I think I want other people to know that and if I could could have gone back and learned that the money wasn't ever going to get me the fulfillment or the purpose that I thought it was inside of me then I would go back and tell myself that and if I could tell my younger self something I would say keep working hard but try to find out who you are outside of your job as well work work hard make the money save the money but don't base your whole identity around being this one thing because you're not just one thing. You're so many other things and uh, people are so multifaceted and we're so complicated. And when we try to like put ourselves in a box, we just suffocate. And like me, I hit a breaking point. And when I go into a future podcast about postpartum and postpartum depression, you'll learn about what that actually feels like and what that's like for a mom. And uh, it's really, really challenging, but I hope from this podcast today, you can kind of take home that if you're going through that right now, if you're feeling like you're on this hamster wheel and you feel like you have no idea who you are and what you're doing, it's okay to take a break. You have my permission to take a, a step away from your job. You have a, you can take a step away from what you're doing and really try to figure out who you are. Cause if you don't know who you are, you're never going to feel like you're running and you're living your life and you're showing up the best way that you can, 
we can't show up in our lives for other people if we're not showing up for ourselves and we can't just put our whole life and our whole energies into work because we'll eventually burn out and whether you believe it or not something will happen the straw will come that breaks the camel's back and you won't feel good anymore and um, you're gonna have to pick up the pieces of that and so I think especially not only did I have my kids just before and into COVID times what I realized as well was that I based my identity on something that if I were sick or if I had to miss work I would lose all my income and during COVID as many of you guys know it was Um, For a lot of people, it really put a hold on people's careers. It really put people in question of what am I doing? Do I even still enjoy what I'm doing? Um, Is what I'm doing fulfilling me? And for me, if I don't feel fulfilled, I feel anxious and I feel unsettled. And so um, during COVID, I had to take a month off because my son got COVID and whatever, whatever my son got. Anyways, (laughs) that's a conversation for another day. But we were off for a month and for majority of that time, I didn't get paid. And I was like, oh my God, I'm a single mom now. I can't afford to not get paid. And so it made me realize that I need to start thinking about my life as I can't just be a nurse and I can't just be this one thing anymore. I need to start diversifying. I need to start investing in something. I need to start putting my money elsewhere where I know that if I'm not at work, I'm still making money. And so slowly I was able to do that in starting my photography business. And during COVID, I started my photography business and I was able to sort of get that off the ground running. I learned a lot about the background of a business and I really, really love photography. It was always a hobby of mine that I was able to pick back up when I was on mat leave and um, after having kids. And so I was able to start that business and it allowed me a secondary source of income in case I wasn't nursing. And that just sort of opened my eyes to a whole other world where I was like, okay, I need to have investment properties. I need to have something that's kind of sitting there that if I don't need it now, I might have access to that money later. And, um, that was again through COVID. I went away on a trip. I went to Paris. I stared at, stayed at this amazing Airbnb and I was like, okay, how do I get an Airbnb? How do I do this? I want this. And I went back home, started pulling money together, started thinking how much savings do I need to, to get a property that I can run as an Airbnb. And um, I did that. So between 2017 to 2023, I was able to really stop my entire life and change the direction. I was able to slow down my life in nursing, open a photography business that's been going very well. And I love the work that I do. And I love the people that I meet through that work. I do a lot of weddings now and um, it's so fun. It's like something that I gave completely to myself, like something that I love doing. It makes me money, but I also, it's something I do just for me. I get to go and I get to shoot and it's just me. I get to do it all by myself and I love that. And then, you know, after the trip, I opened up an Airbnb, I got a condo downtown, and that's also another thing that's been going very well. And so in another episode, I'll talk more about those things, but basically it's just showing that your life can be in one direction and completely change based on the challenges that you are experiencing. So when I went on mat leave and I hit that breaking point, I really thought these challenges were there to destroy me, but I didn't realize that they were just making a path for the woman that I was needing to become. And I feel I've on that path. I I'm becoming that woman. I became somebody that I never thought even existed inside of me. And it makes me so proud. It has never made me feel more in line with who I am. If ever I was struggling with my identity, it was because I didn't know who I was. And now I know who I am and I'm firm in those beliefs and I'm able to lead in that way. And so as I wrap up this podcast, I really hope you enjoyed listening. 
I look forward to speaking more about, you know, those business endeavors that I've taken on. And I hope that you'll join me for the ride of what this journey is going to look like. I think that life is really tricky and life is really complicated, but our challenges are not meant to be working against us. They are trying to help us see something that we can't see. And my son luckily brought me that light and that that message that your life needs to take a complete stop for you to realize that you're going to kill yourself if you keep living the way that you're living. So I did, I took that stop and I was able to make those changes. And if you're in that position right now, know that there's other people out there doing the same thing and we're all on this ride together. So if you like this podcast, I hope you'll like it. I hope you'll share it. I hope you'll tell people about it and um, come listen to the next one.